International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to the short version of Series 19, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 Asian Cup, played in Qatar in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group E, South Korea, Jordan, Bahrain, and Malaysia. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kira. Yeah, so in the short version here, we're replacing parts one and two of the full-length version uh, with a short summary of each team's history and a look at their recent form. In the full-length version, Connor and Kevin introduced the teams in part one with some information about each country, their location, population, and so on. Uh, part two is a history of each team with a deep dive into Asian Cup Finals history. They then look into performances in recent tournaments and end with an overview of the players. Right, so in this media cast, the short version, we're going to tag on uh, part three from the full-length version. That's Connor and my discussion of the prospects of each team. So, if this short version grabs your interest, keep an eye out for those full-length versions and player versions, which will come later in 2023. Stay tuned at the end for more information on accessing our media casts. Okay, so let's get into the four teams of Group E of these Asian Cup Finals. These are South Korea, Jordan, Bahrain, and Malaysia. Right, so let's begin with uh, South Korea and uh, a summary of their history. And uh, South Korea has been uh, tremendous in the World Cup and quite disappointing in the Asian Cup. Even their 1954, uh, even if their 1954 World Cup was a disaster in terms of results, it put them on the map as one of the most senior of Asian teams. They were not the first, but qualifying for the Cup consistently from 1986 to the present and passing the group stage three times now, um, and earning the region's most successful result, fourth place in 20 uh, or in 2002 when they co-hosted, uh, gives them seniority in the region. I was in Korea for that, Kiera. Yeah, what an amazing experience that must have been. <laughs> it sure was. Anyway, the Asian Cup started that way as they won the first two. However, they have not won since, uh, they have not won since, despite four appearances in the final, most recently in 2015. Not only that, but they have looked far from a top-tier team in many of the tournaments. They failed to qualify for three of them, fell at the group stage once, and finished third in the group stage twice, though uh, they did advance in both of those cases. Although they, uh, oh, they're also a top-tier team in their local region, that's the uh, East Asian Football Federation, uh, with more titles than Japan and China uh, in this locality. However, it is Japan who, despite their shorter history as a top-tier team, are kings of the Asian Cup. And that really salts the wound for South Korea, as the two of them are great rivals. Looking at their recent performance, um, passing the group stage for the third time this century in 2022, having never done so in the previous century, uh, cements South Korea as a world power. Um, 
However, you, you mentioned this rivalry and Japan did the same and South Korea desperately wants to outdo them. Uh, dominating them in the local cup isn't enough. Um, and besides, after winning three in a row, Japan won that 2022 edition. Really, only an Asian Cup title, at least one, would scratch that itch. Um, and South Korea has come tantalizingly close, which almost makes it worse. Semi-final exits in 2007 and 2011 was followed by an appearance in the final in 2015, but they lost to host Australia. And a quarterfinal exit in 2019 was embarrassing for them. All right. So South Korea will be uh, coming in with high hopes here. Uh, we move on to our second team, which is Jordan. Uh, Jordan is a third-tier team in World Cup play, rarely making it to the final round of qualification there. From 2004, they have become a second-tier team in the Asian Cup, reaching it every time with the exception of 2007. Uh, in both competitions, they, th they show flashes of being a strong second-tier team, reaching not only the final round of World Cup qualification in 2014, but winning the regional playoff to reach the intercontinental playoff. In the Asian Cup too, they have usually gone beyond just reaching it, but have passed the group stage in three of their four appearances and even challenging first-tier teams at the game level. However, this is not consistent enough to regard them as a fully second-tier team. Yeah, and looking at their recent performance, um, their 2018 and 2022 World Cup campaigns were competitive enough to argue that they are becoming a second-tier team. But you did mention that inconsistency that they show. They finished second in the group behind Australia in 2018, but were bested by third place Kyrgyzstan. 2022 saw them finish third behind Kuwait, recently a weak second-tier team who they tied twice. Ties with Afghanistan in 2019 Asian Cup qualifying and with Palestine in the final also show a bit of inconsistency, although they won all final round games, including a 3-0 win over Kuwait to qualify for the 2023 Asian Cup. Okay, well, uh, close behind Jordan uh, is Bahrain. So Bahrain is the smallest of the Gulf nations with a population of just 1.5 million. Uh, this is a little more than half the size of Qatar, the next smallest, and much smaller than Jordan and UAE, which are around 10 million, to say nothing of Saudi Arabia with 37 million. In light of that, they've been impressively competitive. While this did not show in the previous century, with the exception of their Asian Cup qualification in 1988, it did show in local competitions, with second-place finishes in the Gulf Nations Cup and the Arab Cup scattered throughout the early years. In all competitions, though, their improvement in the early 2000s registered. Uh, their first appearance in the final round of World Cup qualification continued until 2010 and even went beyond that, uh, reaching the intercontinental playoffs in both 2006 and in 2010. Their second appearance in the uh, Asian Cup was a remarkable fourth place finish and though they could not maintain that, uh, they did reach the Asian Cup from then on. There was a lull from 2010, 
going back to semi-final round finishes in World Cup play and flatter results in Asian and local cups. But they enjoyed a resurgence in 2019, winning both their local cup, that's the West Asian Football Federation Cup, and winning their first Gulf Nations Cup. Those results that you just mentioned in local cups are important for two reasons. Um, firstly, they are earned in arguably the strongest locality in the Asian region. While Saudi Arabia is the only top tier team, the locality is home to most uh, of the second tier teams in Asia. And secondly, um, the Asian region is so large that even second tier teams get lost in the mix. World Cup and Asian Cup results do not always reflect the details that the local competitions can show. Bahrain's banner year at the local level in 2019 does not register in their World Cup play where they continue to drop out in the semi-final round and only just registers in the Asian Cup as passing the group stage for the second time in their history. Um, naturally, Bahrain has not achieved the heights of 2019 since, but it does show that the small country remains competitive beyond its size. All right, that is Bahrain. And uh, our fourth team in the group is Malaysia. So we'll start with a summary of their history. Malaysia has almost always been competitive at the game level, taking points from even strong teams in their campaigns, but it rarely amounts to success at the campaign level. They have never reached the final round of World Cup qualifying, despite taking points from teams like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait and Qatar in the semi-final rounds. A rise in their form in the late 1970s did not register in World Cup play, but it did earn them passage to two Asian Cups in a row in 1976 and 1980. During that period, they troubled South Korea and China, but did not get past the group stage. 2007 was their only other appearance at the group stage, but they got there by dint of being one of the four co-hosts, and it was, in fact, a weak period in their history. They lost all games in the preceding World Cup qualification for the first time, and in addition to losing all games in the uh, 2007 Asian Cup, uh, they lost all games in qualification for the following 2011 Asian Cup. Even in their weak periods, they had some success in their local group, and that's the um, uh, uh, AFF. So the AFF is a, a locality of Southeast Asian teams. And they actually won their only title during this week period. And that was in 2010. And they finished second in the competition three times besides. That is a, a weak local locality, though. Uh, all of the teams at third tier level or below. Looking at their recent performance, after that long week period you talked about, um, Malaysia seems to be regaining some competitiveness in recent times. Their most recent second place finish in the AFF Championship was in 2018, beating out Thailand in the semi-final round. While 2008 World Cup qualifying saw them losing most games to third-tier opposition, they earned four wins in 2022. Asian Cup qualifying saw a similar improvement in 2023. Um, so in short, they seem back to being competitive at the game level, even if they're not back to taking points from teams above the third tier. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the uh, uh, short version summary and look at their recent form.
um, for group E. Yeah, and uh, now we're going to move into part three from the full-length discussion, where Connor and Kevin will discuss the prospects of these teams. Okay, and now we move on to uh, the discussion. So uh, we sometimes look at um, uh, the uh, what the odds makers are saying, but uh, it's too far before the tournament, so we don't have any information on that. So let's go, uh, maybe starting with the strongest team. Do you see South Korea dropping points here? I definitely think it's it's possible. I think, um, you know, they're playing in the Middle East. We have kind of two West Asian teams here. Um, I think South Korea have shown through their history, as we've looked at it, that they are, are vulnerable to dropping points at group stages, perhaps more so than some of the other strong teams. Um, you know, even relying on a couple of third-place group finishes to advance. So, um, you know, South Korea, you know, they do, they often do go far in tournaments, but I, I think they aren't always imperious in the group stage. And I think the, um, you know, Bahrain and Jordan are plucky teams that could cause some trouble. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, as big as South Korea are uh, as a name, if you look at them in the World Cup, you would you would definitely say that the other teams have no chance against them. But if you look at them in head-to-head and kind of their inconsistency in um, their inconsistency in Asian Cup history, uh, I think there is a chance that points be taken off them here. Uh, do you feel they're still a bit too reliant? We didn't do a discussion of the players here, but um, do you feel they're a bit too reliant on uh, Son Hung Min? I think he's a he's a key man, and I think he's a real difference maker. I don't know if they're too reliant on him. Um, they do have some other players that can score goals, and they do produce good players from their own uh, K League um, players who who can contribute to the team. So I don't think they're too reliant on him. But you know, obviously, for any team, you know, you they have teams have their talisman, and, and Son is definitely for that. But do you agree? Yeah, I mean, obviously their ambitions lie beyond uh, this round. And I think some of those, uh, uh, I think they will actually be a bit dependent on Son Hoon Min in the later rounds. Uh, but I think some of those players you mentioned uh, could step forward against these weaker teams. And, and they need that to happen, really, uh, so that they have more than just, um, you know, one scorer to rely on when they do kind of come face to face with Iran. Yeah. And Japan and stuff like that. But I do think that they better be careful here. You know, they could be dropping points to these teams. And I think a second place finish um, uh, could kind of set them up for a difficult path to the final, which I think is the only thing that would really satisfy them was at least an appearance in the final. Yeah, I do think Son, like you said, will be key for them later on. They probably have enough in this group stage to to score goal, which sometimes has been a problem for them, um, kind of even without him. Yeah, but I think it'll be important kind of developmentally um, uh, developing well in the group stage so that they're in good shape for the finals. Uh, I think Jordan and Bahrain, we've seen in the rankings that they're pretty close. Uh, what, how do you feel between those two? I think they are really close. Um, both teams have had their moments um, in Asian Cups before. Um, both teams, um, you know, kind of second second tier teams in Asia. Um, I, I think it's hard to choose between the two of them. I think they'll they'll be competitive. I think they're both good teams. Um, you know, there are going to be three of 
or sorry, four of the six third place finishers will go through. Um, I probably hope it's these two because um, I think they they can cause problems for some teams later on in the tournament. Um, but between them, it's tough to say. Do you have any have any enlightenment? I was surprised in the demographics section that you know Bahrain is fully ten times smaller than Jordan. I I didn't really realize that there was that big a difference uh, between the two uh, countries in terms of uh, performance. They've been pretty close. I would even say uh, Bahrain is a little uh, stronger. Uh, I'm going to ask you to take over the commentary because I got a cough. All right. Well, I I will take it over and I'll talk about um, Malaysia. Um, I think we've seen they haven't passed the group stage before. Um, they are getting a little bit stronger, but I think stronger is kind of relative to other third-tier teams. Um, I'm not sure that they quite have enough to challenge Jordan and Bahrain. Um, they're capable of points for sure, which could have an impact on the group. Um, but I don't know if they have enough to to threaten to get beyond, um, unless really Bahrain or Jordan kind of have a bit of a shocker of a tournament yeah i don't think it would be a shocker for uh, jordan and bahrain actually to drop points to malaysia i think malaysia could uh, surprise them in that way not really by challenging them at the campaign level but uh, by taking a point uh, off of them and as you said that could kind of dictate affairs in the group if jordan and bahrain are to pass in second and third together uh, they would definitely need to um uh, win their game against Malaysia, but uh, I, I, maybe it's maybe it's a bit of hope uh, or a bit of analysis because Malaysia is improving. But we've only really seen their improvement against third-tier teams, so I'm yeah. not convinced uh, it'll really happen against uh, second-tier teams. Yeah, um, they haven't been in this tournament since co-hosting in 2007, so it's good to qualify. But I think they have a bit more building to do to become more competitive at the Cups. I think qualifying was kind of the achievement here. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, we saw that for this tournament, they had a, a weaker group. Again, third and fourth tier teams in Turkmenistan and uh, I think it was Bangladesh, right? Yes. Uh, that they qualified over as opposed to 2019. And when they met second and third tier teams like Lebanon and North Korea, they were a bit out of their depth. But, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of improvement there. Uh, could lead to a bit of a surprise. Again, we didn't do the players uh, for these teams, but I do feel actually uh, Malaysia uh, seems the strongest in scoring potential. But again, that's got to be put to the test here because they do, uh, they have been scoring well, but it's against third tier teams, right? So whether they can bring that to bear against these stronger teams uh, remains to be seen. Yeah. I think this is an interesting group, one of the most interesting we've talked about. We've seen other groups where we kind of have reluctantly just said, well, yeah, it's going to finish as pot order. Um, I think this one is competitive. I think there's lots of room for surprises here, possibly a change up in order. And, um, you know, South Korea's drop points against Jordan or Bahrain or Malaysia picking up points. Like it could really, um, I think, be a competitive group and kind of throw the whole group into, imbal into imbalance with just one or two results. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you fully. I think on the surface, as I said, most people will say, well, South Korea will will win all three games here. I'm not sure that that'll happen. Um, uh, Jordan and Bahrain, um, you said yourself, they kind of 
rise up once in a while so they could do that here like they are capable of a good performance we saw jordan actually winning the group over australia last time so they can certainly rise up uh bahrain uh won two local tournaments in 2019 um you know not as strong as that i wish they were uh in that form coming into this cup i guess it's not out of the question and malaysia probably in their strongest form in uh in 10 or 15 years but again maybe maybe not quite capable of of uh of doing it at this level i agree with you i think there's more variation in this group than we've seen in other groups that could make it more exciting right right well i see by your hesitation there that you're unwilling to commit but i'm gonna i'm gonna uh push you to it what is this group going to end up looking like oh the moment i've dreaded um <laughs> i think south korea will win the group but i agree i'm not convinced it'll be with uh with three wins i think i am going to say jordan is going to finish second i think they had a good um tournament um in 2019 where they beat australia and finished first in the group um Bahrain, I'm going to say they finished third. They were strong in 2019, but are perhaps coming down off that a little bit. And then I'm going to say Malaysia fourth. But uh, do you agree with me? Uh, I'm going to go against the grain a bit. I do see the sense in what you're saying, but I do feel like uh, Bahrain have a bit more uh, momentum here. So I'm really torn to uh, kind of predict it. I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Jordan finish second, but I'm going to pick uh, Bahrain uh just edging out on goal difference or uh, yellow card difference or something <laughs> like that uh to take second but actually um you mentioned a bit earlier in the discussion about the possibility of third place and i think it's quite possible that despite what we've said all of them could um beat malaysia and then we would see the third place team advance yeah. here i think jordan or bahrain you know, we saw in the just by pot order, they're the strongest team out of pot three. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see them go through. So I think it's very very close to call. And I guess you and I going different ways means we get to see who's right. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, definitely one of the more uh, interesting groups uh, here. And unless you have anything to add, uh, that brings us to the end. Yeah, we can wrap it up. All right, well, check the show notes, and we're going to add a little bit on at the end here to talk about what, uh, particularly what we're going to be doing over the next few months. Uh, good talking to you about this, Connor, and I guess we will see you for group chat. That's right, our final group. See you then. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We'd like to thank Navur Avachan and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap. 